Hello everyone, welcome back to the 98 Podcast. I'm your host, Kieran, and today we're going to be talking about mental health and how the pandemic has kind of impacted each and every one of us. Today I'm joined by Paula. She's my college roommate from back in the day from USF. She's a recent college graduate as well, class of 2020. Uh, She received her BA in psychology. She's from Southern California. And fun fact, Paula doesn't use social media. So we're not going to be able to tag her (laughs) at all in any of the posts. But if you want to contact her for more questions and any of that, contact us at the 98.podcast on Instagram and DM us if you have any questions. Welcome to the show, Paula. Hey, I'm excited to be here with you today. Oh, thanks. And before we begin, I also want to put out this disclaimer. Everything we're sharing here is based off of our education, conversations that we've had uh, in reference to today's topic, and about our own mindsets. Uh, we are not registered psychologists, so and we never claim to be. I have Paula here today, and she's probably like the only one qualified to be talking about this information in depth. But again, please do your own research if you find anything we're saying fascinating. I'm also going to attach a bunch of resources and links in the bio description. So please check those out. We're just here to give you an honest response to today's topic. So let's get started. I just want to start by catching up a little bit with you, Paula. How is life going? You recently graduated. Congrats! Ah! Yeah, how is how's everything going? How was the fall semester? Because this was, you know, you've had the on-campus experience and now the online experience. How was it? <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, first thing, yeah, I, I've been okay. It's been kind of a crazy year. I feel like this whole year just kind of mm-hmm. was a crazy one. I think, like transferring to like the the to online mode wasn't too difficult for this fall semester just mm-hmm. because we also had like you too Kieran like mm-hmm. you had the experience from like last semester yeah. our spring semester where everything completely shut down and mm-hmm. it was like last minute notice and I felt like that was more abrupt mm-hmm. um and that was very hard to it was very hard to adapt in I believe it was March of la of this year yeah. Um, so I don't know, starting in August, September, it was pretty easy to adapt. But I mean, it definitely came with its difficulties. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's, yeah. I felt like there was a lot more work. And yeah, it was, it's a completely different experience being online. Yeah, definitely. I feel like yeah. from my past guests on the podcast to like just people I talk to in general, I feel like the resources that you need to be successful are not there. <laughs> in online schooling and so I can definitely see how that might be difficult for students too um but yeah congrats on graduating oh my gosh you did it during a pandemic I feel you (laughs) um thanks awesome so kind of going into the topic of today you know 2020 has been just a lot this year (laughs) just there's so many things that have happened you know I think in the beginning of January we had world war three threats right Uh um yeah that happened at the beginning of the year and then we had COVID-19 the worldwide pandemic and then we've also in the United States and across the globe actually seen the impacts of police brutality and more protests throughout the world which is amazing to kind of see that support And we've also had, like, weird weather and climate impacts. Like, here in California, we've had world record-breaking wildfires. Like, I was really close to one of the fires, too. And I know, Paula, since you live in SoCal, like, you were probably, too. Like, that's so scary. Like, this year has just been testing us so much. And then, not to mention the U.S. election and how stressful that was. I'm glad that that ended with something pretty decent. But the current president still hasn't, like accepted the fact that he lost so you know there's problems with that so all the horrors that have been going on this year you know it's hard not to talk about mental health and so that's why for today we wanted to focus specifically on what the pandemic has done to individuals and like the mental health issues surrounding that we decided to focus on the pandemic today as a good way to 
recap 2020 because that was probably one of the most impactful things. And since it's still around and it's not going to end for actually a, quite a while, like the vaccines are coming out, it just might be a good way to help people cope with everything and move on mm-hmm. and move forward. So let's start off by just... I guess, recapping some general impacts or changes that were put upon us due to the pandemic. Do you want to start off a little bit, Paula? Yeah, I guess one of the like greatest impacts, I guess, was also like school, school wise, um, you know, like it was a huge change. Mm-hmm. Also, I lost my job, like literally um, in March, mm-hmm. like it was like, no, no, like the day that we got the school email that we had to evacuate that same day, like. Um, I had to like leave my job and then the next day the whole company shut down. So that was kind of like, I don't know, that was very yeah. interesting. Um, I don't know, like losing, like losing those close friendships and like mm-hmm. relationships you have like on campus. I feel like that really, mm-hmm. that was a huge impact on a lot of people. And also like just being stuck mm-hmm. at home. Like, I don't know, like a lot of, if a lot of people like, move move from their homes to go to college elsewhere but like that happened to me like not too far but like I am eight hours away from I was eight hours away from Southern California and Mm -hmm. I don't know it was just like adapting to like home life once like all over again um adapting to like the the city that I left for a long time yeah so that was super interesting and I guess the holidays now like the holidays are not the same this Mm -hmm. year but I don't know it's kind of reminded me of like the simplicity of like life and like take it in one, one at like every moment at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And like for me too, I, I feel like just in general, like there's been issues with like finances, Mm -hmm. people losing their jobs, losing family members to the pandemic, uh, getting stuck at home, uh, just debt increasing online schoolings, like again, sad holidays and all that. And like for me too, like, I, I know I've mentioned this in past episodes and I was talking specifically about Paula. I don't think I, I named you in any of them, but I was, I talked about how stressful and upsetting it was to kind of just lose you in a sense. Cause like, you know, we, we were eva- evacuated. We were told to leave USF abruptly without any real warning. And mm-hmm. I didn't get to, I haven't seen you since March, like right before spring break. And so I, on like my own end, I was just so depressed for a really long time because I was just like, wow, if I had known, I would have just stayed Mm -hmm. in San Francisco for spring break so that I could have spent more time with you. Just stuff like that. Like it was just really upsetting to kind of be thrown back into, you know, like if you were commuting to school or lived in San Francisco or, you know, wherever your (laughs) school is, living with your family is abruptly just really quickly like that. it was just a lot and yeah like I've I've had my fair struggles being at home yeah. too and I think the pandemic be testing us all <laughs> by forcing us to stay at home but I also I think it's really helped my family become more of a family because I think there are a lot of issues and stuff that were yeah. happening that I think were going unnoticed because we were all so busy but it really brings out like these hidden I don't know, insecurities and problems. And now we're finally able to address them and move on in a productive way, hopefully. Yeah. So, yeah, so much, so much stuff. I, and I, we're speaking specifically from our experiences, but I think there's just so much change that's happened. Like, I can't believe this is what this year was going to do. Like, I was thinking about traveling, you know, going to grad school and everything. And then now I'm just sitting here at home. Yeah. But it's okay. It's okay. I definitely relate to you in that sense. Like, I don't know, just focusing on like the family relationships and like, yeah. you know, those bonds that you have with your loved ones. Because like it was kind of like the same thing mm-hmm. leaving home as a teenager. Like, yeah, you're still part of your home. You come home for the holidays, but going you're like growing up on your own. Yeah. In a way. Like you're living with strangers yeah. and you know, like you exploring the world. Like it sounds so cliche and so corny, but that's like the reality. Like I left yeah as a teenager and now it's like I'm like in my early 20s and it's kind of just like navigating those relationships where it's like well like your parents are oh well like you're an adult now like and I'm an adult so like you have to find like you need to like I don't know like just find a like a way to communicate with each other because it's kind of like you've been out on your own Mm -hmm. and then you're coming home and like you know your parents are still your parents 
you know so I don't know just those relationships were super interesting because yeah. I kind of got used to you know like eating whatever I wanted to eat like not having to rely on anyone going out or yeah. things like that yeah according to my schedule or like when I wanted to do stuff like living in my household it's like kind of different mm-hmm. and, you know like I asked my parents still and like yeah you know so it was just kind of, those relationships like exploring those relationships was super interesting yeah and I think you put it really like beautifully like the fact that you leave when you're a teenager and then you come back as an adult and when you when you're back in the place where you are living with your parents I don't think they realize the fact that it's been four years and you're a different person <laughs> now and that they're different people too it could be the same like for them like you know they're in the same city in the same home and so they're kind of still the same person that they were four years ago in like some sort of sense, but you've like grown, you're like hopefully more intelligent, more capable. You've grown, you're a grown person now, but they don't understand that. I think, especially with all like horrible things going on in the world, like I'm still very grateful that both of my parents are like working and are safe and like healthy and I don't even care about the restrictions anymore. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. going out, what are we going to do now, Paul? <laughs> like, I know. Everything's closed. So it's like we can't even have fun anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I think definitely there's like so many changes that the pandemic has done to people. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's we can all get through this if we kind of stick together. I don't I th- like wear your damn mask, please. Yes, Stay at home please. if you don't need to go outside. Like we both work in retail mm-hmm. and we know you people be outside shopping when you really shouldn't be. Exactly. <laughs> like, or not wearing your mask so, the proper way. Like, or not oh keeping gosh. your distance. That we know. Yeah. We know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Not calling anyone out. Yeah. Hopefully you're not attacked by this. <laughs> but I do want to move on to kind of like talking about the mental health side of things. And I do want to give... A trigger warning, we may discuss topics such as suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety, and much more. So if you are, you're okay with it. But if not, uh, maybe this isn't the perfect episode for you. Um, I'll have some, again, description timestamps in the bio. So maybe you can kind of skip the parts that, you know, you, you're not comfortable listening to. But yeah, I want to move on and kind of talk about what mental health impacts these events that we kind of just talked about are going to have on people and have been happening to people because I think because we're still living in it we're not even thinking about what it's doing to us in the moment we're just kind of concerned with how our life is going right now but there's things building up in our mind about Mm -hmm. future I don't know issues that we're gonna have or like it's just there's a lot to think about and like unless you're thinking about it you're not gonna notice it until like 10 years down the line when you're like oh I feel this way because of Mm -hmm. this that happened to me in 2020 you Mm -hmm. know so do you want to kind of start off Paula yeah Kieran mentioned this right in the beginning disclaimer like I'm not licensed or you know like (laughs) I'm not an expert on any of this even in class like a lot of the um my psych my psychology courses a lot of my professors were like struggling how to approach um, like these conversations because it's really new. This is new information and mm-hmm. new research, like how COVID-19 is impacting our psychological health. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there were very, our professors are interested in the studies that are going to emerge from this because a lot of, a lot of the students were struggling um, keeping mm-hmm. up with their work. You know, like we're living in very difficult times. Um, yeah. We previously, like you previously mentioned here, like, you know, finance, finances, like losing jobs. Um, Many of our loved ones have died too. Many people, yeah. things like that, you know, but I think this, I, we shared a document with each other. Uh, it's a commentary mm-hmm. by Cullen et al., and um, it's titled Mental Health in the COVID-19 pand- pand- Pandemic. It's linked in the bio. I just wanted to say that really quick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's a short short um, commentary, but it's super, like, informative. But it just kind of, like, like states how the those people that have psychological issues, um, like, have had previous psychological issues or have had traumatic experiences are actually very vulnerable right now to the due to the COVID-19 pandemic and how, like, sometimes psychological services are not easily accessible Mm -hmm. so I think that's something that is really impacting society and also the researchers also state how mental health should not be neglected and it should actually be Mm -hmm. people should speak about it they should be more 
open to discussing um, if they're feeling sad or depressed or have, dealing with anxiety. Um, because at times, just by speaking about these mm-hmm. issues can actually help an individual, um, especially if, you know, like money like you know finances is a problem right now like if you don't have access to psychological services just by speaking about these things could actually help the person so I don't know that was very interesting to read and also how Mm -hmm. like employers should actually be aware of these psychological issues and care like you know provide the care and support for their employees and not just treat them like they're just going into work like that's not how it is because they're not not everything's not okay with them like they're showing up but there's also a pandemic going on so you need to be like aware and learn how to um like you know support them and also most of all like most importantly also our our healthcare workers our frontline workers Mm -hmm. we need to take care of them like they're dealing with high amounts of anxiety and stress so they should also be provided the right services and other and so they should be provided the right psychological services or psychiatric services in order for them to cope with the high amounts of anxiety and stress because they're constantly dealing with like covid patients and they're seeing death every day so yeah, this article really goes into depth about, um, yeah. sorry, this commentary goes into depth mm-hmm. on, like, um, how uh, psychological services should not be denied to people and, like, should not be um, ignored. It's like, if you have, if you're able to have access to them, go ahead and use them. But if you can't, reach out to people and, you know, form other types of coping strategies to deal with your anxiety or stress. Yeah, definitely. And I... I kind of want us to bring in our examples, too, of, like, besides, like, the student side of things, um, we've briefly talked about, like, how it impacts, like, our family dynamics, too, now, but just small things, too, like, I, I know we were talking about this, like, off camera, but just, like, going outside is scary, because, oh my god, yeah, you know, if you're someone who, like, what, I forget what it's called, but that thing where, you know, if you read about some sort of, like, disease or something you'll feel like you have it I forget what it's called but like it's kind of like even just being out and about and let's say like you kind of I don't know like start feeling like a runny nose or like a sore throat you you start panicking because it's like oh my gosh I gotta get indoors again and I, I I don't think it's necessarily like a bad thing that you're being cautious and you're like oh my gosh it's scary to go outside but I think it's kind of adding to this long-term impact of like when everything is going to be restored, you know, with the vaccine and coming in, like everyone taking in, hopefully getting eradicated, how will people now feel about coming outside again? Because, I mean, yes, we could fix the COVID-19 crisis, but then what if another pandemic was to happen? Like, Mm -hmm. how can you reassure people who are so traumatized by this event? Yeah. How can we, you know, move forward with this? And that's like a really good question. Like, I, there's no answer to it because, like, honestly, like, like yeah. we were like discussing earlier, um, that's something I've been like we've been struggling with. Like, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people mm-hmm. are struggling with it too. But like you and I, Karen, we both work in retail right now, um, yeah. and like other jobs. But it's kind of scary just going to work. Like, you're like, okay, like, thankfully, you're grateful you have a job. But at the same time, you're just kind of scared to be there. I I don't know if you've experienced the same thing. I'm pretty sure you have. Yeah. But then I start feeling symptoms, too. Yeah. And I'll just have a headache or, like, a dry, like, dry, oh. like, dry mouth or something. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, gosh, like, are these the symptoms? But I think it's just my anxiety building up. Like, because yeah. you hear about it on the news. Yeah. How people go into the hospital and sometimes they just don't come out and they're not able to say goodbye to their loved ones or like things like that and I guess it's just kind of like the fear of the unknown and like dying alone it sounds really sad and like scary yeah but yeah it's just a reality that we live in right now and I guess we just have to deal with it like take the necessary precautions and just I don't know I feel like it's kind of like an unanswered questions and like feelings that we can't really summarize because it's what we're dealing with in our day-to-day lives. So yeah. yeah. And like my whole huge thing too is like, I I guess I'm not necessarily too scared to go outside because like, I I feel like I'm, I keep my distance from people. But yeah, when you are in retail and you're, especially because I work inside of a mall, 
it's so scary to because you don't know where these people are coming from. It's not like they're checking, you know. I'm lucky that my store isn't doing like too hot. <laughs> we have like one or two people walk in a day, <laughs> and there's only me there oh working, gosh. so it's like not too bad. But my huge fear is getting my parents sick or like my loved ones sick, yeah. and then them not being able to like get healthy again. And I think that's like a huge thing that's sad and triggering to me I don't I during the holidays my friends from high school and I we do like this holiday Christmas party that we every year it's been five years since and we canceled it this year because you know the pandemic and I would never want to be the reason why someone got sick and got their family sick and then Mm -hmm. someone passed away exactly if you thought about it that way like you're ending someone's life by possibly exposing them then, you know, we would be more cautious. I don't want to put that mental like thought on people either. But there's so many people that don't take this seriously. And I know in LA, there's plenty of like influencers and TikTokers that are partying up all the time. And it's like, what are you celebrating? Mm -hmm. Killing people like, yeah, like overworking medical staff? Like, what are you partying for? So I that's my private tea with them. But like, so many people are not taking this seriously. And I don't understand why. Like, I know it's been a long time. And after a while, you you just can't help. But like, be like, I don't care anymore. If it happens, it happens. But that kind of mindset, too, is so bad. Like, it's not about you. It's about everyone and all the different people that are going to be impacted if you got sick, you know, so yeah, that's exactly. (laughs) It's like you need to you at the end of the day it's kind of like you may be like mm-hmm. asymptomatic and you may not feel the symptoms and like you may have covid but and then you go out there and you may expose someone mm-hmm. to um covid and then you know like you're responsible for that and i don't know it's just not that hard just to just stay home um the most yeah. you can and you know wear a mask keep your distance but yeah i definitely yeah. understand your point um oh yeah, we were talking about how, like, even, you know, when we both got jobs too recently, you know how, like, the formal thing is to shake someone's hand? Mm-hmm. You can't do that anymore! <laughs> and oh so, God, yeah. It was so awkward. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mine was too. Like, even small stuff like that, like, even if it's not something that's, like, so serious, like handshaking or whatever, it's just interesting to see what impact that's going to have on us and the way we greet each other in the future. Like, are we going to start doing the peace sign at each other as, like, a professional way of saying hi or something? You know, people have been doing that elbow thing. I still wouldn't do the elbow thing. That's not six feet apart. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so there's so much. We won't know until later. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of, I, I definitely, like, you care. And, like, I, when I got my job, I was just kind of, like, I was... I was just kind of standing there awkwardly and like to get rid of the awkwardness I was like I would shake your hand but you already know and then she just started my my boss just started laughing and she was like it's okay don't worry like I know what you mean and she was totally cool with it and like it kind yeah. of just like like we released some tension you know like by saying yeah. by like me saying that mm-hmm. but yeah it's kind of like the new normal like how to live in the world we live in now and like yeah. I can't like we were talking about this before how mm-hmm. how do we I can't imagine a world like post-covid like after this because it's kind yeah. of like it's gonna take a while for people to like fully trust again like that sounds so like funny to yeah. say but it's like I sometimes I'll watch tv and I'm like oh my gosh they're not wearing masks but I'm like oh like <laughs> what the heck like this is like yeah. tv you know like it's different yeah even commercials yeah like recent commercials like some of them actually have actors wearing masks because mm-hmm. it's like related to COVID somehow but like a lot of the repeat like repeating ones I just I feel so awkward watching like why are they standing so close to each other exactly. and why are they not wearing masks yeah and I know um I like I was telling you this too but yeah. I have dreams now where I'm I don't know, I'm a college student still, or, like, I'm doing something or whatever. We're in my dreams, everyone's wearing a mask. Like, yeah. that's how <laughs> the reality has set in with, like, my subconscious. But, like, yeah, how long is it going to take <laughs> to finally kind of, like, move forward? Or maybe wearing masks is going to be the new normal. Like, we're never not going to do this, you know? I know it's, like, very popular in Asian countries, mm-hmm. too, to do this. They're just, I don't know, like, smarter than us about, like, diseases and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they just do this when they even have the common cold. Probably. But it was just so weird in, you know, at least the States to wear a mask if anything you know like unless there were wildfires no one actually wore a mask and now hopefully 
it'll be okay to continue wearing it. I mean, it is okay to still wear it, but like, yeah, that's just something to think about too. <laughs> For sure. Like, this is like such a random comment, but uh-huh. kind of like, I kind of appreciate like wearing masks now. Like, I'm like, yeah. that sounds like that was not properly phrased, but like, what I mean is like, mm-hmm. when I go to the store, like, let's say I go to Costco to get some groceries, right? And it's a big store. There's a lot of people all the time. But then, like, before COVID, not a lot of people, like, sometimes have the courtesy, I guess, to, like, (laughs) cover their mouth if they're, like, coughing, you know, like, clean up after if they're sneezing, like, they don't, like, you know, cover themselves. Other things, like, we know how people are. (laughs) I think a mask is good to prevent things from, like, this happening again, because sometimes people don't wash their hands or things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel like just, like, analyzing these little things kind of just helps you, like, appreciate, I don't know, like, having all those people, yeah. you know, like, this yeah. um care. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I like wearing masks I, I agree. Yeah. No, I agree, because I was telling... I think I was talking to my mom about this. I'm someone who gets sick pretty easily just because, Mm -hmm. one, if you're living in San Francisco, there's plenty of people coughing around you all the time. Yeah. I'm someone who will quickly get sick. And I think this year, I've only had, like, maybe, like, a runny nose once. And that was because, like, the weather changed. Like, I've never gotten sick this year. Like, so good. You know how flu kicks in or a cold? Because I'm always just wearing a mask and I'm indoors now all the time. But, like, yeah, it's crazy to think, wow, this little piece of fabric can, you know, prevent you from even getting, like, your typical common cold. So I hope, yeah, we do adopt the idea of wearing masks regularly. It's shown, I think there were, like, there was a picture USF even posted of, like, 1920 where um, during the, I think they called it the Spanish flu, Mm -hmm. like, the huge flu pandemic that happened um, in the early 1900s yeah. people wore masks back then too but then eventually we stopped so hopefully this time around we'll like learn and you know be be ready for this stuff so yeah, yeah. especially like in large public spaces like I would cons- uh-huh. definitely like keep doing it I hope that yeah. I keep doing it like eventually when yeah. all of this is over but mm-hmm. I just feel like it's just care like caring for yourself is the most important thing so yeah yeah definitely awesome 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 okay so um kind of going off of just like the general impacts we wanted to specifically talk about impacts that the pandemic is having on students because I think in the news and everything like they do talk about some things in regards to students but they talk about everyone as like a whole society or community and I think it's so important to talk about the students especially college students going through this being college students ourselves and graduating in this I felt so alone for so long and I thought I was going crazy and in the sense of like why is everyone still successful and I'm here at home without a job and I I felt so worthless and everything like it was really bad and I mean I publicly talk about this now and Maybe even in the earlier episodes, I mentioned things, but I don't think I went into depth about stuff because I wasn't as comfortable back then. But Mm -hmm. talking to so many people on this podcast and kind of hearing them all talk about how, no, everyone kind of is just faking it to fake it so that, you know, they don't burden others with their feelings, but then also as a way to keep their image and reputation or whatever. And I think that's what I've learned through this like podcast experience. Like I started this as a way to kind of like cope with whatever was going on and to stay productive during this whole thing. And I think what I never expected to get out of this was like other people feeling the same way and helping me feel better. Just like talking, you know, like Paula mentioned, like if you can't afford a psychologist or counseling or anything like that, talking to people is the next best thing it's free hopefully you know if anything you just have to treat your friend to coffee or something but it's so good to talk to people who Mm -hmm. literally feel what you're feeling like me and you graduating in a pandemic like I know I graduated like six months before you Mm -hmm. but everything you're feeling now I felt back then and I felt I mean like I had friends that went through it but I feel like you were one of my close friends Mm -hmm. and because you weren't going through it it was hard for me to talk to you too so yeah. that's why, like, whenever you are talking to me about this stuff, like, always let me know how you're feeling. Cause and let's go into it now. So let's start off with you, Paula. What 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 articles do you want to start with? Yeah. So before I jump into the facts, but yeah, like, going back to what Kieran said, like, definitely yeah. reach out to your friends. I think, like, I I wasn't feeling the same thing as Kieran, but we, mm-hmm. I was feeling some sort of, like, 
level of it like I was definitely like I guess yeah. I didn't want to say I was depressed but yeah I was because I guess I didn't want to admit that to myself but mm-hmm. I did feel it right after like graduating graduating I like yeah you can't see my quote my quotations but you know because it's not a real graduation <laughs> but yeah I think it was like a really sad semester and like just so like lonely and different like I loved being home yeah because I'm such a homebody but at the same time mm-hmm. it was such a different experience because it's like you know it's your last semester you want to be in school you want to be doing like at, it's you it's your college like you want to like be there you know but yeah. I was definitely feeling down like the whole semester and like I just tried to like like be I, I I was just like a bookworm that whole semester so I wouldn't mm-hmm. feel experience my feelings or like feel my feels because yeah. I was just kind of like I know like don't feel those blues like just move on it's not important yeah but that's like the most dangerous thing you can do because not acknowledging your feelings can affect you it can build up yeah it's just better please talk to your friends especially if you don't have access to psychological services because we know like having a therapist can be really expensive I personally don't have one but I mean just reaching out to your friend Mm -hmm. Kieran Kieran's been through this and I'm going through some of these feelings now I feel like keeping yourself busy and like talking to friends really helps out Mm -hmm. so definitely try to find I don't know like a time in your schedule to accommodate something like a little session where you guys can like drink some coffee or tea and like chat because it's the most important thing you guys can do to take care of yourselves yeah but yeah um Kieran and I discussed like an article by Greta Anderson it's called um it's titled students in great need of mental health support during the during the pandemic it's um it was published in the journal Inside Higher Education. And it was just kind of, it. Anderson just kind of states how our country continues to battle the coronavirus and college health professionals are, they're observe, observing a growth, growing crisis among young adults struggling with mental health problems, including suicidal-like ideation, anxiety, and depression related mm-hmm. to the pandemic. And and it's just kind of, and Anderson goes into depth how um, students do not have access to these mental health services and I don't know at our school at USF we had CAPS which was a free service and it was actually really a really good service and they were all licensed professionals yeah but now like not being on campus mm-hmm. you really don't have access to this and you could I believe you can do it over Zoom I'm not too sure but you're only like you're limited to a certain amount of sessions and it's just not the same at times like doing it over zoom i personally don't like zoom that much so yeah i don't know these um yeah yeah so health professionals are like seeing how um not having these services is affecting students mental health and how there's also the stigma attached to like accessing mental health services because at times it's kind of viewed as a sign of weakness so yeah, Anderson goes into depth in this and also yeah. discusses how how during this pandemic, she discusses how, sorry guys, so when up like positive, mm-hmm. on a positive note, like this pandemic has kind of helped people like normalize talking about their feelings. I don't know if you've noticed, Kieran, or like anyone, like how yeah, yeah. You, there's been YouTube videos on this and like I'm a YouTube, I go on yeah. YouTube all the time. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like people are becoming a little bit more open, talking about mental health issues. So that's kind of like a good thing that has, I guess, resulted from this, all these issues. So yeah, I think those were some pretty good points. Yeah, no, definitely. I just wanted to agree with you and say like, like even me and you talking about this, like we don't want to, you know, necessarily admit that we're feeling depressed or, you know, like mentally exhausted from certain, you know, thoughts. But even us talking about this, I feel like is a huge proof of like the fact that it's becoming more normalized to talk about your your mental health and how you're feeling. And I think that, yeah, definitely, it's like a really good thing. And hopefully it, it continues to become like a topic of discussion. And it's not something that we feel like we need to hide from those that we care about. And I just wanted to talk about a little bit about this article, too, because I, I thought it was really interesting. Also, it's linked in the bio. Please check it out. But um, there's like a little stat here somewhere. Oh, yes. So a report released by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention 
kind of stated the fact that um, a number of 18 to 24 year olds surveyed, I think it was like about a quarter of them surveyed that they were seriously considered suicide Mm -hmm. in the last 30 days. And this was, you know, this is recent. Mm -hmm. And another thing that they stated on September 10th, it was found that 58% of college students surveyed that they were moderately or very or extremely worried about their own mental health. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that, you know, a lot of, a lot of us have considered that, you know, suicide as a way out from this problem. And so many of us are also realizing that we have mental health concerns is just so alarming. Like we, we understand that we need help, but we can't even get it anymore, you know, and that we're considering different, like things that we're feeling. It's just, it's so overwhelming to think about. Um, And this article also talks about how, you know, especially with online school, like Paula mentioned too, during, you know, the beginning when she was saying it, it, it's been a little more difficult. I think the workload, it gets more intense when it's online because, mm-hmm. you know, professors or teachers just expect you to be able to do more yeah. since you're at home. And I think that kind of workload added to the fact that it's online and maybe you don't have all the resources like good Wi-Fi, good laptops, computers and whatnot, books and all of that, that all adds up to stress you out, create anxiety. And schools were not prepared for that. I know that even at USF, CAPS was amazing. Like I had counseling too. And I know that they never had (laughs) enough counselors for all the students that Mm -hmm. they had. Like, I think you had to wait like two weeks for your appointment. And by then it's, you know, anything could happen to that person, Mm -hmm. you know, that's been waiting for that long. And so imagining now that more people are probably experiencing these things and the resources are still limited or probably even more limited now, it's just crazy to think about what can be done about this. And so I think definitely please read this article if it's um, something that you feel like you, you know, experienced or feel like you're seeing around you. Because I think the more we talk about it, the more normal it'll become to talk about these kinds of things. Because for the longest time, mental health, thoughts of suicide, depression have been very um not in the norm. And I think there's definitely more yeah. conversations of improving us talking about it more, but it's definitely not where it should be because, you, you know, we need to talk more about this. So please check out this article. It's really amazing. Um, was there other stuff you wanted to bring up about it too, Paula? No, you like, we, we covered really good details and like really good points that were brought up by the author. But yeah, yeah. it was just like, just normalizing this com- these conversations. Don't be afraid to like, I don't know if you have good friends to speak about this or like even just journaling helps. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like different coping mechanisms, but yeah, like you're not, no one's alone in this. Like everyone's feeling some sort of anxiety or depression or, you know, any type of feelings because different types of feelings. Sorry. Um, because it's, this pandemic has, it's going, has been going on for a while and it's going to continue to go on yeah. for a long time. It's not getting better anytime soon. So, I mean, just normalizing these conversations is very important. Yeah. And um, that kind of transitions really well into our next talking discussion point, which is besides seeking counseling or uh, psychological services, how can people cope with what's happening this year in terms of the pandemic or even other things, you know? And I know um, mm-hmm. Paula just brought up, you know, you should talk to people, you should journal, other things that you're thinking of maybe, Paula, that people should consider doing because I think... Those two things, whether, you know, because maybe you don't have someone you can talk to about this, then journaling, Mm -hmm. drawing, doing some sort of artistic outlet that just kind of like throws everything out there is like super helpful. At least that's what I find. Like I, I try to journal and I, I talk to people and it's definitely made me feel happier. But what you're also doing is maybe, you know, you, you kind of don't, I guess like the reason why I originally was not willing to or didn't want to talk to other people about this was because I didn't want to make my problem their problem and just Mm -hmm. put them in that position but I eventually just did and I started talking to people about what I was going through and I was so surprised to (laughs) realize that they were going through the same thing and they were so grateful that I reached out to talk about this because they were feeling lost and they didn't want to talk to other people so what you could do by kind of starting this conversation with your friends or with someone you care about, your family member, anyone, is that you can kind of 
take that burden off of their shoulder too. Cause maybe they have a lot they want to say too, and they just don't know mm-hmm. or aren't able to initiate that conversation. So if you can take that step too, you won't only be helping yourself, but them too. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. So sort of like what you, we said earlier too, and like what you just said, um, how like meditating mm-hmm. or reflecting or writing journaling helps. Like you literally don't even have to like properly write a journal entry, just like have a, a designated notebook or space where you can yeah. write down words um doodle or something like whatever you're feeling like just get it down on a piece of paper or maybe like going out for a run i don't know some if you like to work out work out um different things like that even just like watching tv like yeah. i don't know like before i used to feel so guilty if i watched tv i guess because it was yeah. always like like work and school but I guess, like, just, like, watching something that makes you laugh Mm -hmm. or makes you happy is important. Um, And don't feel guilty about it. (laughs) I don't know. Because I feel like this is kind of, like, a side note. But on YouTube, like, when this whole pandemic started, there were, like, a lot of YouTubers or, like, people just posting how Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Because I don't have no social media. But, like, how, like, oh, like, how to get, like, fit during this pandemic. Or, like, different, like, things that people were accomplishing. Like in a month like when the pandemic started because they thought it was going to end soon um i don't know like yeah. don't don't be fooled by that like please don't because something else be going on behind the camera like that's something that kind of took me a while to understand like feel like i just like don't feel yeah. like you need to have it together during this pandemic like no one does like it's like bs if they say they do yeah, so yeah. definitely, like, allow yourself to feel the feels. Like, I remember telling, yeah. saying this to Kieran all the time. <laughs> but, yeah, um, do things that make you happy, even the little things. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if it, like reading a book, um, reading magazines, like, I don't know. Like, I personally, like, like to read books. Um, I need to get into it more, though. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of things. Like, do the small things that bring you happiness I, I think those are good coping mechanisms that can really help you help you get through this the rest of this year and next year because this is not going away anytime soon so might as well develop good coping strategies to live a healthy like li- lifestyle in our new in the new world we live in yeah no that's perfect into our last topic of discussion and I just want to kind of say you know Going off of what Paula just said too, there's it's very known in our culture to be like, oh, twenty twenty is coming to an end. Now we can finally be done with all the horrible things that happen. But that's I don't think that's a good mindset to have, honestly. Especially talking about mental health now. Um, yeah, like we both talked about this. Like so many people around us are saying that, oh, it's the year is almost over. Mm-hmm. That everything, and now we're gonna go back to our normal lives. No, that's not how it. Yeah. So, Reality check. <laughs> yeah. So 2021 does not guarantee that it's not going to be a horrible year. There's no guarantee for the normal to return. And I think having that mindset of 2020 is coming to an end, all the bad things are going away is not a very good mindset to have. It's a very you setting up a false reality. Yeah. And I think it's good to be hopeful, you know, to have that mm-hmm. pi- positive mindset. But if you think about it, like time is very linear and constant. And we as human beings created these calendars to break up the days and months and years. Yeah. But just because we're coming to the end of a year doesn't mean all is right. And now it's going to be perfect from then on. If anything, if what this year has taught us is anything can happen, more negative things could happen in the f- unforeseeable future. How can we prepare ourselves so that the next time a pandemic happens or something tragic happens, how can we do something that's in our control to prepare ourselves? And I think it's so important to practice different mental health improvement techniques, exercises, strategies to help you and like those around you so that in the long run, when you're seeing these challenges, you're not afraid to take them on, you know? We don't have control over the fact that the pandemic is happening. People aren't staying home or like we don't have a vaccine yet or, you know, this and that. But mm-hmm. what we do have control over is how we're reacting to the situation. And so keep that in mind when moving forward. It's a very scary time going on. It's not going to last like this forever. But don't get your hopes up thinking that 2021 is going to be better because I know for a fact everyone 
around 2019, end of the year, was saying that about 2020, and we were yeah. all wrong. So yeah. please don't have that mindset going into this, like, oh, it's all going to be perfect now. No, nothing is perfect. Yeah. And what we can do to make things better or easier is focusing on our health and our mental health. So that's what I got to say. <laughs> that was like a whole rant right there. Yeah. So like moving into 2021, yeah. what can we do to prepare, you know, like different ways to practice um, improving your mental health and security and not, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. we can't do anything to prevent this stuff from happening, but we can take precautions to lower the risk of you developing or like struggling with this in the future. And I, I think Paula mentioned a lot of great coping mechanisms and I think they answer the question here too. And I would definitely say like journaling, meditating, taking the time to seriously reflect on if yeah. you if you're even happy, you know? And that can mean different things. Like probably you're not happy with the whole year, but like what did bring you happiness and how can you do more of that? I know so many people in like that graduated with me recently that are in jobs that they're not mm-hmm. happy about. Yeah. And I know that even if the pandemic wasn't happening, that would have been the case for them because they chose to study that and work at that place. So stuff like that, I'm even reconsidering. Like, you know, this time, this year really made people reflect and gave them the time to reflect at home. And it's really what you're going to make of it next. If you go back into the, if things were to return to normal and you go into the same routine of you just going to a job or doing something that you're not passionate or happy about, you're going to have another 2020 experience where it's not Mm -hmm. great, you know? So I think definitely doing some things that, are going to bring you slow and constant happiness and positivity is going to yeah. make 2021 better for you. Anything to add to that? <laughs> Paula, I know I just said a lot. <laughs> no, that was actually really great. Like, I really loved what you said about how people need to stop saying, or like, I don't want, mm-hmm. I'm not telling you guys what to do or what to say, but it's like, I, I've noticed that too, how people say how like, oh, 2020 is going to end and everything's going to go away. That's not yeah. the reality that we live in. This is for the long run. So I guess just get like, I don't know, accepting the, the yeah, accepting our reality and learning how to live in that, in like our new world. Like, I don't know. I think that's mm-hmm. key in order for us to like be more okay with the situation yeah. that we're living in. I don't know. But yeah, definitely. I really love what you said about like, um, yeah. reflecting and kind of like um thinking of what we're doing makes us happy and like it just kind of made me think about um something that mm-hmm. my professor said about how to find the purpose in what we are doing yeah. and to and to like really analyze it like like what are we doing like there's a reasoning uh like behind why we yeah. do things you know like what are we trying to accomplish what's our purpose like what do we want to what's our yeah. end goal you know so i don't know like that really like that really <laughs> hit like sorry there's no other <laughs> word <laughs> because that was just kind of like i don't know like you really stop like i was not thinking about any of those things like yeah. during the semester or like this whole year like matter of fact like I I was just trying to like survive like that's it but I don't know like you we have time to reflect um and we and then we think about these things I think that's what Mm -hmm. is important um at the end of the day like I know happiness is is not all that matters Mm -hmm. like but I feel like being happy and being surrounded by love is important and I don't know, like just reflecting on those things is really crucial. And if you find ways to do things that you like every day, like we said, meditating, reflecting, like cooking, cooking, like I want to learn how to cook. Um, <laughs> yes, I need to, I need to learn how to cook and bake um, some more. Nothing from the box anymore. I need to do some professional things. But yeah, I don't know, just like adding more meaning to your everyday like activities or like whatever you want to do I think that is really going to help us cope and prepare for 2021 because I feel like these little habits that we set now can really help us in the new year to come yes beautiful beautiful and I just wanted to add you know one thing that I actually did this year because of the pandemic forcing me to sit at home was skincare 
and oh, yeah. I'm leaving 2020 with better skin. <laughs> so, ha. <laughs> Maybe look into that. Like, you know, it's yeah. like, it shouldn't be like a, it's, some people think of skincare as like a, fun thing to do on the weekends but it's like maybe you could do it regularly and so you yeah know, everything like that so that was just something also again like paula had mentioned earlier it's also okay to not do anything you know watch tv sleep or like you know yeah. I think healthy amounts of that is okay and don't feel like just because you're not doing what you your plan was at the beginning of this year that you failed it's gonna be okay you just have to readjust your plan and it's okay not to have a plan either so, um, yeah, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Again, all of the things that we've talked about today will be linked in the bio description, including some resources um, if you're interested in checking those out. Um, any last advice, Paula, before we wrap up? No, it was actually super fun. Be like, thank you for having me. Uh, it was a really fun conversation. Yeah. I feel like all of these things were like necessary to talk about um, because I feel yeah. like I don't know. I was actually like also like neglecting my mental health before. Like I, but yeah. I think like just talking like to you, like to my other friends mm-hmm. and stuff like that is. Yeah. I feel like that makes a huge difference. Oh, so yeah, just take care of yourself, guys, yeah. and you too, Karen. Like oh. yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. My last things I wanted to say was, um, yeah, please uh, reflect and take care of your mental health because honestly, that's what's going to make 2021 probably much better. Um, thank you to everyone that's been on and like all of that. And uh, oh, uh, one thing I wanted to say was like, especially because it's the holidays, I think this episode actually comes out right after, you know, Christmas and everything. But before the new year, or even during the new year, send some people like your homies some love because I mean, that's just an excuse anyways to be like, happy new year, you know, mm-hmm. but it could make someone's day like, you know, maybe they don't have yeah. that many people to talk to and you sending that mm-hmm. one message could be like a great way for them to start off their year. So that's my advice. So please, you know, send some love. Um, yeah. And yeah, this has been our final episode. I'm so <laughs> like, happy. I'm not happy that we're done. But like, this has been such an amazing adventure. And thank you, Paula, for being my final guest. Like, it was kind of a full circle moment. Because, you know, Paula, I miss you so much. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's been so I miss you too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It was awesome. Oh, yay. I'm glad you liked it. Um, Yeah. So like, thank you to everyone that was listening. I it's been a great five months. Season two of the 98 podcast will come back on February 1st. I have a whole great list of new guests to come on and some old guests will be coming back on and talking about some fun stuff. Um, So please stay tuned for that. Follow us at 98.podcast for more updates. If you don't use social media like Paula doesn't, (laughs) I'm going to look into doing some maybe like emailing or website or something to keep you all in the loop too. But thank you all for listening. Thank you, Paula, for being here. Of course. Thank you to all of my guests that have been on this season. Yeah. Until next time. (gasps) Bye-bye.